Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Nintendo World Report Connectivity. I am your host. Again, for some reason, I don't know. Um, I'm Dan Koopman. And joining me tonight is Adam. Hey guys, I have no idea where I've been. All I know is that I can't talk about it. That's very mysterious. I like it. I like it. I'm going to write this one down as that's a successful uh, banter you had there. Uh, <laughs> n- next up, we have Brian. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Once again, we don't know how, but you're back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, guys. Um... We have two things to do today. That's uh, what we've been playing and talking about. The latest Nintendo Direct, which happened yesterday as of the time of recording. Um, but just first, just let's talk about some random games, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Adam, uh, what have you been uh, playing the last couple of days? Um, well, I guess I'll kind of talk about the whole summer, because I really only played one game. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I spent some time out, like, by New York City this summer, and I left, like, days after Pokemon Go came out, so I played Pokemon Go in New York City a lot this summer. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that I have nothing new to say about Pokemon Go that people haven't heard before. Uh, it's fun, it's buggy, it needs, it's kind of boring, but also, like, it's really addicting. Um, my Pokedex, I have like 122 Pokemon, I think. So like, what? Yeah. Ah, wow. 122 Pokemon. Um, I need three Pokemon that aren't evolved, and then I'll have all the Pokemon. And I have some Pokemon that like I'm ready to evolve, like I have enough candy, but like I just haven't done it yet. Um. Wow. Okay. But I'm only level 26. I don't do gyms at all. There was one day where I was at this beautiful park next to the ocean. I was listening to Pokemon music, the Pokemon musical. It was wonderful. Which, by the way, there's a Pokemon musical. And I know. Pokemon Pokemon Live. Pokemon Live. You and me and Pokemon. It's so Right, yeah. I was listening to that, just having this beautiful time. And I saw this little gym off to the side of the park. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go put a Pokemon on that gym because I haven't done gyms since they fixed that bug where you couldn't beat the other Pokemon. So I go, I put my Pokemon there, I get my 10 coins, and I was happy. And then I was just walking around the park some more, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go level up that gym. So I go, and I'm leveling up that gym where you, like, battle a friendly gym to make it stronger. And then this dude just walks up, and he just had, like, this permanent frown on his face. He was maybe, like, in his mid-twenties. And he walks no. up to the gym, and he turns his back to me and, like, leans into the wall. And is just sitting there, like, taking down my gym. And I'm standing there, like, what are you doing? Like, he doesn't want to talk to me, doesn't want to look at me, anything. I'm very obviously, like, trying to level it up. So I... I'm like, oh, this is this is the main gameplay of the game. I'm finally doing it. So I was trying to level it up while he was trying to level it down. And it was so frustrating. It just, it was awful. It was the first time that I really, like, got a feel for the battle mechanics. And I didn't like them at all. Like, they were really 
crappy. I didn't know what dodging did because I still took damage when I dodged a move. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't... It was never explained to me that if you use a Pokemon that's weaker than the Pokemon you defeat, you get more experience or whatever. So I, like, was using strong Pokemon, and then they would faint, and I would have to use all my healing items to try and heal them back up. And all eventually, right. I ran out of healing items. He had almost taken down the gym. And I just looked at him, and I was like, this isn't fun. And I walked away. And it made me feel like the bigger man, because even though I wasted, like, an hour of my life trying to fight that gym i told him that i wasn't having fun and that's why i was leaving but really i left because i ran out of healing items like that dude <laughs> could have been my friend well, you know yeah. we're both playing pokemon at this park he could have been like hey yeah. playing pokemon and i would have been like yeah we're like the same age i'm sure that we had a bunch of memories in common we could talk about different games the anime like whatever that dude could have been my friend but instead he decided to not look at me turn away and put a Magikarp on my gym that I was trying to level up. You're, you're asking you're, you're asking somebody in New York to be your friend. Well, I don't this think was that's a little outside solution. of New York in like a, a New, New Jersey, which is a bit more like, I don't know, small town than New York. So like people talk to each other. Like I got angry okay, and I walked okay. away and I ended up talking to like this guy who was like 80 about politics. He complained about all the candidates and he was like you know just to just to let everyone know that i don't like these candidates i'm just gonna go write myself in and i was like yeah you know what dude i'm gonna write you in too like i like you um yeah like it was I'll a friendly write him in too. A fr <laughs> considering yeah. how this selection is everyone going yeah i mean let's do write-ins oh but I, I i talked to this friendly guy i met <laughs> lots of friendly people in this town except for this one guy he was the only unfriendly guy so i'm done with gyms the only thing i'll do now which don't ever tell anyone on my school campus but i will go and when i see gyms go down i'll just go and throw my bulbasaur on it just so that i can get 10 coins every day so like i'll go and like snipe gyms from people which is bad, but... Hmm. I feel... Uh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of done with Pokemon Go. Yeah, and, same here. Like, I'm not trying to, to be down on the game, because I did have time while I played it. But my experience that left me just really miffed and let me walk away was that... It was similar to your experience, where I was taking down a gym... And even though I was not really digging the battle mechanics, I was actually doing pretty well. Um, what went, uh, ended up happening is that I was selecting the Pokemon that I wanted to put on a gym there, and somebody else just took Yeah, it. they definitely need to fix that, because that is the only thing I do in that game anymore, is I uh, just take gyms. Like, I don't battle them, I just go and, like, just throw my Pokemon. But... I throw my starter on there. He's the weakest one, so like, they can take him down easily. Like, I just, I just want the ten coins. <laughs> yeah. Mean fair. I haven't really tried gyms all that much because I usually suck at them, and usually everybody else is like way higher than me. So I mainly just focus on the collecting aspect anyway. It's. I mean, I know that's a big part of the game is gym battling as well, but I mean, I just like the idea of collecting Pokemon and evolving them. And the only the thing you get from gyms is in-game money, 
and the only thing that you can spend that on that's worth it yeah. is to like expand your inventory which I spent real money on that like the week it came out so my inventory is plenty big <laughs> I don't really need those coins for anything so I I don't know I hate the gyms they're awful yeah. they definitely need to make it so that the last person to battle a gym gets to pick if they want to put something up before someone else can just come and take it up because that is kind of like an awful thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that, anyone. Um, I mean, fair enough. Um, anything else to say on Pokemon Go? Um, just or a little bit. Move on? Uh, I know you guys said that you guys were tiring out. Um, I'm pretty tired of it. The only reason I'm still going is because I just moved into my best friend's house. And he's playing... Like, yesterday when I got home, I thought he was running downstairs, like, all excited. Like, oh, my best friend is here. I sh- we should hang out. But, no, he was running downstairs. He looks me in the eye, and he goes, Abra. And then he runs out the door, and I like, chased after him. I went and found an Abra. Uh, so he's one level ahead of me, but he has one less Pokemon in the Pokedex than me. So we're trying kind of, like, we, we play together. I still play with, with my friends. Um it's weird, like, the geological Pokemon that aren't there and what, what are here, because I see Abra, like, all the time. So it's like, hearing that he's, he's, he sees an Abra is like, what? Because they're, they're yeah, like here house, all the time. Yeah, I think it's an so. Abra farm. Like, he has an Alakazam. Yeah. He's just uh, obsessed with this game, which he and I played Ingress a lot, which was Nantic's first game. Um, I think he still plays Ingress, like, so... Yeah. He, he he gets addicted to games, which I do too. I mean, all of us do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be on this podcast. Um. Right, for sure. But at the same time, it's I, I see what a game is always trying to do because I've been playing game for this long, and then I look I look at, at the total picture, and I just feel that this game has nothing more to offer for me right now. And that could change within a minute. If they put in some new stuff that actually really excites me, then I will be back. But it's at the same time, the only thing I'm currently doing is just going through the paces. Just rocking around, finding the same Pokemon I always do. um, Battle a gym here or there and just put my phone down. And it's not all that fun to me anymore. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm not really into it anymore. I'm like more waiting for what features are going to be added or if Johto Pokemon are coming. But that, that seems like something that won't come out for like a few more months, considering just how how I guess how Niantic works so far. Yeah. At, at this at this point, I want to also congratulate congratulate Nintendo on releasing an accessory way too late. Yeah, I know, right. Oh my god, that's so bad. That thing still isn't Yeah, out. I saw it's its box and the thing itself in, in a glass case during Gamescom. I was like, so you're going to release this thing soon, right? It's like, yeah, at the end of September. Are you kidding me? Talk about not striking while the iron's hot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's like, like Nintendo's yeah, it is. thing, though. Like with Amiibo, first they made too few... And then they waited for everyone to get tired of them, and then they released too many. But as oh, is evident oh. in the show, they haven't given up an amiibo. That's a tease for later. Very good yep. tease, by the way. <laughs> but, um... Oh, goodness. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't want to hate on Pokemon Go. It's still a good game, and people who play for the first time will have a lot of fun with it. But it's for me, there are better games that I want to play at home, and better games I want to play at home on the go on my 3DS or on my mobile phone because they all, those are way more addictive right now than Pokemon Go. Um, yeah, what I like about Pokemon Go is it's something I can do while walking between classes and then when I get home there's someone that I can compare notes with and compete against. Right. So that's the only thing keeping me going is it's a passive activity and there are other people playing with me. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um... So, did you play anything else? I did. Uh, I want to rant about Pokemon Omega Ruby and how that game is evil. <laughs> I swear to you, that game is evil. I don't remember if I talked about it on the show, but once upon a time, I was playing Pokemon Omega Ruby, and I was in the, the, the city with the trees. Oh, yeah. And I beat the gym, and I went all the way down the big, long thing with the really tall grass, and I got to the town with, like, the bay and the Team Magma hideout. And I went through the hideout. And I was like, oh, I feel so accomplished. I just played so much Pokemon. I got all this stuff done. And then I closed my 3DS. Mm-hmm. The next time that I saw my 3DS, it Uh-oh. was dead. And I turned it on. And I was in the tree city right before oh. the gym. I didn't save that whole time. Evil, 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 evil game. Evil game. So I I set it aside for a very long time. I was like, I'm mad. I lost those hours of progress. I don't want to do it again. And then eventually I picked it up, and I got down to the Bay City. I didn't beat the magma, like, hideout thing there, but I got that far, and I saved. And then when I was coming back from my trip, I thought, oh, you know what? I have my 3DS. I'm going to play some Pokemon. And I go through the magma hideout thing, and then I got really tired, and I started to fall asleep, and I was like, oh, I'm falling asleep. So I closed it, and I put it in the pocket in front of me, and then when I woke up, I grabbed my things, I thought, and I left. I left the airplane. (laughs) And then when I got home, I went on a road trip. And when I got back from the road trip, I realized that I didn't have my 3DS. And I was moving, and I had just been traveling all summer. I couldn't find my 3DS anywhere. I was like, oh my god, what have I done? And I realized that the last time I saw it was on the airplane. that's bad. So, I was so sad. So, I contacted Southwest. Luckily, I'm a hoarder, and I had the box for my 3DS. And I had the serial Mm. number on the back. So, in the message, I put, like, the serial number... I put what flight I was on and all that stuff. Oh, and they wow. found it and they shipped it That's to awesome. me. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. So Southwest found my lost shit and mailed it to me. I was so happy. I, I tweeted at them. That they're awesome. And they were like, thanks. <laughs> um, but it was super dead when I got it back. So I lost all that progress <laughs> that I did on the airplane. Well, at that point, it doesn't uh, really matter, though, because you got your 3DS back. I mean, yeah, I got all the progress that I had made in every game yeah, back. Because I've oh, I've done I've done all digital ever since uh, Fire Emblem, whichever one, oh, like what, the first oh, one, okay. Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. I couldn't find Awakening physical, so I bought it digital, and it was so convenient. I bought everything phys- or digital after mm-hmm. that, and then I lost them all on the airplane. 
But you got them back, so it's a happy ending. I did. I got them back. My Animal Crossing town, all my Pokemon from both my games, my Smash Brothers stuff, just all these random games. Like I forget what games are even on there. Right. I I had but, once uh, where I lost all my save files on my Japanese 3ds. Oh, because awesome. because my my SD card crapped out and I lost everything. Oh, oh, that's yeah. awful. So I I had the complete opposite situation where I still had my 3DS, but all my save files were gone. It's like, well, that's great. That's that's a whole lot of time <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> I have kind of a similar story, but not really. But. I lost my Pokemon Pearl game. I, I, I think I took it to school one day, and I came back home, and I, I have no idea where it went. I I looked everywhere around the house, and I, I'm just assuming it vanished or I left it at school or something. So I had a bunch of Pokemon in, um, if you remember this app uh, for the Wii, my Pokemon Ranch. Yeah. And I had to like yeah. figure out, well, how am I going to get these back to like a DS game? So I, I had to like get my brother's Pokemon Diamond game, and I used an action replay to like hack like I think like the gate the um the um the player ID yeah the player ID so I, I matched it to the one that I, I used to have on Pokemon Pearl, and somehow it worked and I managed to get my Pokemon back. So I mean it's if it wasn't for that I would have lost all that po- all those Pokemon and that would have sucked for me but. Hey, I, might, I still have Pokemon like dating back to like the Hoenn era, so so that that worked out for me. Okay, yeah. uh, but going back to uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby, um, have you been enjoying the game? No, I hate that game. It's awful. So I I love Pokemon. I loved all of them up until X and Y. I hated Diamond and Pearl, but X and Y I just didn't like them i didn't like that the sprites were Mm -hmm. taller like the the character models the 3d seemed kind of basic you know like they they were very obviously learning how to design things in 3d and they just looked kind of boring compared to like the really pretty sprites that they've spent their entire careers making so i wasn't a fan of that Uh, i love ruby i loved that game emerald was good too like I, i loved those games when i was a kid um but this one, it just feels like it was just kind of boring. I know. I I really really like Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, I think they're definitely the better 3DS game, if you know what I mean. Um, because it's yeah. te- it's technically more sound. I think that the story is a little more interesting, and I have uh, had a lot more fun playing through that game as a whole. So while I get your criticisms, I think that I still really like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire um, not only as remakes but as a standalone game especially, especially as you inch closer I, to the end it becomes such a really good story well I just think that the art in Ruby and Sapphire is better than it is in Omega Ruby mm-hmm. Alpha Sapphire I mean that's, uh, that's debatable because- I think that some will always clinch more towards that 2D art and that's totally okay. But as yeah. far as far yeah, as, as just... the game look is concerned, I think this game looks quite fine on the four three DS game. I, I like the design of the game and I like the graphics, but I, I could I can see that, that maybe there's something lost in translation in between 
the transferring of 2D sprites into, like, 3D sprites. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, so it's, it's not that the game's ugly or anything, but I, I, I mean, there, there is something to that, but I, I still think the game looks really great. But I, but I, I do think that X and Y was less technical, technical, like, technical great in that regard, honestly. Yeah. Um, so it's by far the superior 3DS game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, that sounds all dandy and good. I guess we're going to move on to Brian. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, you have been playing a couple of RPGs? Yep, I have. Today I got Dragon Quest Seven. I'm, I'm going to be reviewing that for NWR um, in a couple of weeks. Um, I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Seven for like the last three, four hours, and so mm-hmm. I'm not like completely far in the game. Um, but it's uh, it's really good so far. I mean, it's kind of like slow to start because you're setting up the story and everything, but. The the first the first ninety minutes are a grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. It's get these items to this area and see this stuff happen and solve this. It, ba- and then, it, it honestly feels that barely anything happens in the first yeah. ninety minutes. And like, there's not even any any yeah. battles yet. Not until yeah. like after you, ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. You you basically just rock around a lot. Yeah. And it it, it feels kind of. Fetch questing in that regard, mm-hmm. because you're just feeling that you go back and forth between the same places, um, and then it opens up, and then it becomes yeah. like this really interesting game. Yeah. So once you get into battling and all that, it feels totally like a Dragon Quest game. Um, and the graphics look really nice. It's re- it's a really nice looking game. The camera takes a little while to get used to, but it's not totally bad. It's it's. It's it's just six I'm getting used to. Um, uh, I'm not like that far past um, the first dungeon, but um, so far all the characters are really interesting. Um, there's a good dialogue between all the three characters that I have in the party right now. Well, aside from your main character who doesn't talk, but um, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed what I've played so far, and I'm looking forward to playing more as. Uh, time goes on, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing how how this compares to like Dragon Quest Nine because Dragon Quest Nine was something I played um, shortly after it came out, and that's the game that got me into the series uh, as a whole. And mm-hmm. so, so I'm looking forward to playing uh, more Seven. Yeah, Dragon Quest. Yeah, I played a lot of Nine, but I don't remember it having any characters or story. So. I'm kind of curious about the rest of the series because I know that all the other ones are kind of like character and story driven. Yeah, I this guess. is really like Dragon Quest Seven in that regard is really character and story driven. A bit too much, I feel, in the original because what I've played of it, uh, the first five hours was basically all this major, like this major um, information dump, which they really adjusted mm. for the 3DS game, like, really adjusted. The, the f- opening feels way shorter than originally on the PlayStation 1, which is nice. But it's, um... It almost feels like a completely different game, because they really overhauled it for 3DS by enhancing the graphics, making the story a whole lot better, and just doing this whole bunch of neat stuff that makes that game tick a whole lot more. 
and I've been playing it a lot more than Brian because I have had it also a lot more, longer than Brian, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's likely another preview coming, I would say, within the next week after playing it for 20 hours because that was kind of a promise that I wanted to still wanted to do. And what I like about this game is that you really go into the past of that world and go to different islands, explore those islands, trying to free them of whatever disaster they have coming up and bring that island back to the modern age and freak everybody out on your own island that there is actually another island in your world. (laughs) And then explore that modern version of the island, find new items and start a whole new quest. It feels like various smaller mini quests string together in this really beautiful package which means that you can play an island within like maybe three four hours and feel that you accomplish something major which is something that's really nice yeah it's, it sounds nice i'm looking forward to playing more and experiencing that yeah for sure no so the all i have i have i played nine I have eight, but I only bought it because it came with a demo for Final Fantasy <laughs> twelve, which I didn't like. Um and Rocket Slime, which is the best game ever made. Um But should I like a seven worth it or should I just play the eight that I never played or uh, uh, I, I mean kinda, all like, of the all the Dragon Quest games are pretty standalone. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter which one you play and where. Um, if you're interested, there's a whole bunch of good DS remakes on the Dragon Quest franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that Dragon Quest Seven is the next big thing and it, to go for because it's new, it's fresh. And for most people, it will be a, for, a new experience because the original localization for America was god-awful yeah. for Dragon Quest Seven. That, that was that, the era... That was the era, really bad era, because I know the Final Fantasy V port also came out, I think, around the same time, and it was also pretty awful. Yeah, that was also really bad. Mm-hmm. And they really overhauled that game to the max and actually made it really witty and funny. So I would definitely recommend you checking out Dragon Quest Seven when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't make like a big recommendation yet, but so far I've, I've enjoyed what i played. Thumbs up. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I think that if you like it at this point, Brian, you'll likely like it more as it moves along because there are a ton more interesting characters coming that you haven't seen yet. Awesome. But have either of you guys played 8? Because I know the 8 remake is coming out. I I, I love 8. 8 is my favorite Dragon Quest game. Okay, so I shouldn't have just thrown it in a drawer right after <laughs> no, buying it. No, you definitely shouldn't. Here, here's the here's the thing okay. though, and listen to cl- listen close to me, fairy listeners. I've heard that the 3DS version of Eight is not that good. That's what I've heard too. Well, I have the PS2 version. So You're good in that regard, yeah, for sure. Guess I'll mm. play that. Except I have to find my PS2 <laughs> now. But yeah, I, it's, I heard that that game runs badly on 3DS, which is such a shame. Mm. Do you know, if, is that 3DS or new 3DS? No. Ju- I, I it, it, it's, 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 it's built for 3DS, not for new 3DS, so mm. you will see it on both. Yeah. 
But, you know, does it run bad on both? It, because it, not, it was not enhanced for new 3DS, it runs bad on both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, what I heard, too. So, I, yeah. I'm hopeful that maybe there's something fixed in between now or... It, it came out last year, so maybe, hopefully, there's a improvement here's, for the U.S. release. But Here's the difference, though, Brian. They actually released a patch for Dragon Quest Seven to make it run smoothly. So mm-hmm. what we got is the better version of that game on 3DS. They okay. never released a patch for Dragon Quest Eight. They never did. Mm-hmm. Which makes me really concerned that they will never do it to begin with. Hmm. I, I'm, ho- I'm optimistic that they do something, but I mean... Who knows? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it beside them to do nothing, though. That's yeah, the true. Thing. It, it feels like that. That they're maybe they're kind of doing us a favor by releasing this. So I mean that that's kind of the kind of impression I get. If they really wanted to do us a favor, release Rocket yes, Slime and Three, one or something. I I don't know which one came out here. Or and and and, and joke and Joker Three as well. Because those games are new. Those games are brand new within the franchise, and you never released them in the West. There's still some really interesting screwery going off the Dragon Quest franchise, which I totally don't get, don't understand. Because what I played off the demo of Joker Free, that game seems really, really awesome. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough sell for Dragon Quest over here in the United States. It's, it's just never took off. So it's it's kind of like a surprise that we actually did get seven over here. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm happy. For I mean, that. I'm gra- I'm grateful that it's coming out. At the same time, I'm also looking at what I could have what I could have released, and but you look at what's on the 3DS Dragon Quest wise, there's still like three four games that we never got. We're getting um the Minecraft game. That comes out soon. Yeah, I I don't really I like care about that. that. I want that game, Rocket Slime. Yeah. That game seems really fun, Dragon Quest Builders. It seems like it's super witty and funny because the story is basically everybody in the world that you meet doesn't know how to build. You randomly build and they all freak out. Wow. That sounds, that sounds amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've been playing also um, Corner Trigger DS, right? Yes, uh, this week I was like just sitting around waiting for Grand Quest Seven to arrive. So I'm like, what am I going to do in the meantime? So I looked at my DS drawer and I found Chrono Trigger, and I I played the Super Nintendo version and I beat that, and it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time. So so I'm like, well, I might as well try to play this and see how far I get. And I played it one night and I caught up to. Um, the future with uh, where you meet, first meet Robo. And, oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah, I I, got, I I made a few hours in. Hmm. So um, yeah, it's it's a still a fantastic game. Um, the scripting is like ten million times better than it was on the Super Nintendo, but th- that's to be expected. Um, everything works really well. Um, the battle system it it just feels right, and the the combos are really cool. Um, the story is really interesting. Um, the characters are super memorable. I mean, Frog is like an awesome character. I, I love Frog. Um, the music, I, I really think like the music is one of the, the best soundtracks on like any system. So um, yeah, the soundtrack is just amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, I love everything about Chrono Trigger. It's just 
um, the apex of Square en- the Square Enix era on the Super Nintendo. They they managed to get a bunch of great people together to design this game, and it really shows just just how amazing it is in a lot of ways. Just and, and, and I mean, we're, we're talking about this game like, but twenty one years, been, I think. Like, 95 it's it's been 20 21 years yeah and to this day it still really holds up like really really well against um other 2d games that, that are out or even some of the bigger games that are out now i, I think it really does hold its own against a, a lot of games so I yeah think it's amazing yeah. game. i think their respective like square and enix separate eras of that time are really interesting where they released t- just tons of good games. I remember also playing a lot of Final Fantasy VI and mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario RPG, even though it never came out officially in Europe, but I got to play it through other means. <laughs> but it's um, th- that era of games was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest, I mean, it's corner trigger in this regard. Um, it has a lot of... What I like about that game is just how it builds up story and characters it has a lot of time to grow and I think that is really rare for RPGs these days that leaves some characters sometimes in the dust which I'm not necessarily huge uh, hugely fond of Um, so I am like I do want to play Chrono Trigger again at some stage the interesting thing is that I never played really the DS game I always played on my Super Nintendo card, so at some day, at some point, I should definitely just play it on DS. I mean, recently, I actually got the full soundtrack box of Chrono Trigger, so it's interesting that you bring it up. Ooh. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, and I, I've been play, listening to a lot of music from that on the go, and I just realized how fantastic that game actually is, and how they assure you that every point is specifically well made. Um, but it's oh, man making talking about a game just makes me happy it's just a fun yeah. game and what I really like about Chrono Trigger is just how easy it is to get lost in that world mm-hmm. and how easy it is to get attached to those very few characters mm-hmm. like some of the other RPGs like Final Fantasy 6 has like I think mean, it's like 30 characters or something and they're all cool but Chrono Trigger has like a handful and you get so attached to every single one of them and they all have their own arcs different stories and stuff like my little sister she's like two years younger than me she's played Banjo-Kazooie mm-hmm. most of the Zelda games Animal right. Crossing and Chrono Trigger and that's it and she still will just randomly be like Chrono Trigger is my favorite game can I have your Chrono Trigger and I'm like no no you can't my Chrono Trigger <laughs> And then, uh, not long ago, one of my best friends, um, who pretty much has only played sports games throughout his life, um, he was over at my house, and we were listening to records, and I have, uh, Kirby's Dream Band, which is this, like, video game cover band that I love. Oh, yeah, that's a really good (laughs) cover band, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have their vinyl, and I threw it on, and we were listening to video game music, and he just turns to me, and he was like is this Chrono Trigger? And I was like, oh my god, this is a Chrono Trigger. Why do you know that? And he was like, I love Chrono Trigger. And it turns out that he had asked my other best friend for a, a game recommendation and he lent him Chrono Trigger on the DS and even though he'd only ever played sports games before, he just got so 
into this game and I went and like looked at his Twitter and it was just full of like Chrono Trigger and like pictures of him playing Chrono Trigger. That's that's really and, cool. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> magical. I still think that regardless of how old the game is, people can still get attached to it. Yes. That's, re- that, that's, that's what I think is really awesome about video games because they never truly die. Nope. Um, and I think that's especially true on the Super Nintendo. Like the N64, some of the games kind of hold up, but that controller doesn't hold up. Mm. Um, but the Super Nintendo has so many games that you can hand it to anyone and they'll just be like, this is a good game. Like the Zelda, the Mario, uh, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, like the Super Nintendo just kind of nailed so many games that I don't, I don't think we've seen that many perfect games on a system since then. And it's that era where video games were still relatively simple to pick up and play. Because, yeah. I mean, just compare, I compared this to like Final Fantasy XV that, that I played at E3, and I had no idea what I was doing for most of that um, boss battle that you, that, was in the preview or in the demo or whatever and it's like you know if I play Final Fantasy 15 I'll probably it would probably take me like an hour just to like get used to some of the controls and, and know what the hell I'm doing whereas if I played Pro- Chrono Trigger today I would know exactly what to do in not even half that time it, it and that's just, just not Chrono Trigger that's like I mean you know Chrono Trigger but if you picked yeah. up a different Super Nintendo RPG, like, you'd figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. The only part that would probably, like, get me, that would probably turn me off is probably, like, exploring the map. I I think that's about it, but everything else is really simple to pick up and play. And easy to get into. Right. Man, I just love Super Nintendo games in general. (laughs) They're so good. I'm so glad that they're starting to come out on the, the new 3DS because mm-hmm. I feel like that is where they all belong like they Definitely. all should have been ported to Game Boy Advance they all should have been ported to DS like they should always be in our pockets and in our hearts mm-hmm. that is where that console belongs I, I, like I, fuck, I've been, fuck I've been, the NES Classic Edition I want the Super Nintendo Classic Edition well, well I, I'm super excited for that too because for Europe it means 60 hertz games through HDMI baby yeah, but they're all <laughs> terrible games. No, them, every no, game, every no, game on the NES no, wow. sucks, blows chunks. All of them. Write the whole system off. It was an no, experiment no, to figure no, out how on. to make the Super Nintendo. No, I, I think that there are a ton of good games on the NES. No. Uh, Super Mario Three. I've never played that game. <laughs> yeah, you I've played all the other Mario games. That's the only one I, I've never played. Super Mario Brothers Three. Or Galaxy Two, but I played all the other ones. Most of the wow. games that that chose for for the NES Classic Edition, I think, are the, some of the best choices they could have made. And I and I yeah. think that and I think a ton of the games on on the NES are still fun, but you need to take the for how they were during the era. Um, and I think that's what they're going for with the NES Classic Edition. Like people who love that era will really dig this. And I really dig that too. I think they are very simple games that I can understand, pick up, and play. Um, especially like stuff My- like Balloon Fight and Super Mario Bros. 3. It's just stuff that I want to play when I have downtime. And My problem with the NES games is that they're really hard, they're really simple, and they're really janky. 
Janky, janky, no. Janky. Some of them are very janky. Especially when when you get hit and, like, your character kind of disappears or something. Hold up. Janky these days is not really the issue because if you run them through for Wii Wii U 3DS emulation or whatever um, NES Classic Edition is using, that's not really an issue anymore. So I don't know. I I think that they still hold hold up especially well now one better with emulation that actually makes that game look and sound better. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that NES machine just so I can see. I thought that initially it was just going to be like uh, the Wii Virtual Console, but like with HDMI. But it seems like they're going that a totally new um, emulator for for this. So yeah, it's um, here's the interesting thing about that. Um, it's not made by Nintendo themselves, at least yeah. not in the capacity that you think they are. So apparently, this was made by Nintendo. Of Nintendo's European studio called Nerd, which is the best mm-hmm. acronym in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they made some um, translation unit, like translation port units for Wii and DS on the Virtual Console, and they did some different stuff as well now and again for systems, um, like the new the new 3DS 3D feature they made. And they are apparently all handling all the, the porting and UI stuff for the NES Classic Edition, which makes me very hopeful. Hmm. Well, I, I'm I, not going to buy one. I mean, that's, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it depends on how much you like the, the NES era, of course. Um, but I am really excited for that. I think that's it sounds super cool, and especially running with way better emulation than Nintendo themselves makes me actually happy that, that those games just will run perfectly on a HD television. If it has save states, I might get it. It has, <laughs> sta- it's a, it has save states. Okay, yeah. I'll, 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 I'm probably going to get it either way. Um, I'm just looking forward to beating some games that I've always had trouble with, like uh, Mega Man 2. I know I haven't beaten that. It's really, really hard. Right. But, um, yeah, a lot of these games are, you know, there's a reason they call it NES hard. And I can understand some people are turned off by that, but hey, uh, they, made, it could, they made games shorter back in the day, and the conversation was they made it ten times harder than games are today. So, Yeah, I think that some of the, the NES, Nintendo's history of really hard games come from those that era. Which mm-hmm. they kind of slimmed down on on Super Nintendo, and there's yeah. there's a lot of good that came come from that. But at the same time, I like both eras equally for what they pre- represent and what they did, because both of them had some really bold ideas, which I really really like. The NES had the best version of Monopoly. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> that's that's kind of ra- that's a random information that, thing that to drop here. Random, but... but that I mean that's that's like the first thing I think about when it comes to NES. And the best for, version for, of for me, for, for me, NES playing Super Mario Bros. 2 with my dad, and we're yeah. both smiling at the same time, because the NES is when I really played games together still with my dad, so for me it's also like a really emotional era for me, because it's yeah. the era where I got introduced into video games, and my dad was sitting there next to me, and I was playing where the games when I was two years old. So that era holds a lot of momental value to me. At the same time, I do see its faults, but it's also 
I still enjoy just a ton of those games. Um, so yeah. I'm really excited. That, that was um, yeah, like I, I started on the NES too, but I got a Super Nintendo when I was pretty young, and I just I never went back. Same thing. So I, I don't I know. Think, I haven't I really. I don't remember the last also, time I played an NES game. That's all. That might also be your problem because if you never start on NES, you never really appreciate that era to begin with. So that's mm-hmm. also a good point. I know that many people who played Nintendo games after NES never barely played an NES game. Um, some even never played original Mario games, which is which is kind of shocking to me. But I totally get that. There's always new gamers coming in, and it depends on what you like. I mean, I'm not going to blame you for it. Um, yeah. But um, in the interest of moving along, um, I'm quickly going to talk about our, about my games, and then we're going to move on to our main discussion. Um, there are two things I want to talk about. The first thing I'm going to talk about is admittedly kind of dumb that I'm going to spend time talking about this. And I don't know why I'm spending time talking about this, only because before we started recording, Brian jokingly <laughs> mentioned it to me. He so, demanded it. He was screaming and cursing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna. T- so there is a little company called Skunk Software that releases games on the Nintendo Wii U eShop in North America. Um, in total, they have released, I think, about maybe 11 games on the system which is kind of insane and is only topped by RC Mediax which releases all those cheap games on the Wii U eShop um, but Skunk Software makes a lot of software that is really really awful and I mean really bad they made a minigame collection called Minigame Madness uh, 1 Hello World <laughs> They made a game called Now I Know My ABCs, which basically sings an ABC song to you, and that's the entirety of that game. That's nice. And now, this past Thursday, they released not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six new games on the Wii U eShop. Wow. Hey, who says the Wii U's dead? And one, and one of them has five games built in. So in total, they released 11 games. Wow. No, 10 games, actually. But, uh, yeah. It's... <laughs> so, I played four of those games. And now I'm going to talk to you about it and make you suffer. <laughs> because I suffered too, you know. So, let's start with Piano Teacher. This is the one I saw. It's, it's Piano, amazing. Piano Teacher is a $40 piano minigame where you can play what? up can play up to 20 different songs and you just have to repeat the notes that are highlighted for you and when you complete the song you are rated on 1 to 3 stars. That's the entirety of the game. There are 20 songs, and if you play the ones, you don't have to play them again. And that now, costs I'm you 40, 40 freaking dollars. Is, is the gamepad your piano? <coughs> yeah, you, you do it with your stylus. You're, you're doing... Oh my gosh. You're, you're playing resist, resistive piano. <laughs> so that's how real pianos feel. That'll really teach you. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, no. <laughs> but but I guess. But honestly, it. If you think Piano Teacher is the worst game I'm going to talk about, oh my god, you haven't heard anything yet. Uh-oh. So, so this, the next thing is the Skunk Bundle. Yes, really, it's that cynical. They called it the Skunk Bundle. This package will run you uh, $25, and it uh, includes five different bad games. The, so the five games included in this collection. <laughs> so the first wow. one is is this haunted house simulator, where you rock around with your with your flashlight, try to pick up items and get f- further into the environments. And basically, it is it feels super slapdash. All of the assets feel bad, and. When you run for a hole, they just have this photoshopped image of this model with a scary face plastered on them. <laughs> okay. so, so that's one game. Um, the second game... Um, oh yeah, that says useful with two L's in the end of that game too. Because that's totally good, well-made spelling. The second game is Snake. Really, it's just Snake. They, call <laughs> it, they also they also call it Snake too. It's called Snake Classic, and, oh, oh and you know what? It's the worst contr- ver- worst controlling version of Snake I've ever played. How can you mess up that game? It's like really rudimentary. Like it, it's it feels super floaty. It has a delayed reaction of a second. And you will get nowhere. And I mean nowhere. The third game is called Catchy. Where you are behind your character in a third person perspective. And in this puzzle game, you rock around with the left stick. And you have to jump very specifically at the end of every platform. Because the jump has the delayed reaction. And if you don't make it on time, you'll fall to your death and have to start this cringy level all over again. Hmm. And it's basically going through a pyramid, completing puzzle after puzzle, going through an agent lift of all things, and move on to the next one. The fourth game is Bomb Blaster. It's, It's a reversed angry birds where you have to place bombs within the stage, let them blow up and see all of the evil monsters fall off the stage it's actually really difficult and not fun Ah. the final game is called Zombie Epic it's a this is the good one right? no, it's a (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a twin stick shooter where you shoot down enemies with your left stick and the right stick you no, with the left stick you move around with the right stick you shoot and none of it none of it is fun and it has this really bad story where um, you basically are it's basically a zombie apocalypse you're running away from a group of cannibals and when you kill the first guy he, he 
the group will say, He killed Kenny, dead bastard. <laughs> wow. Really? Okay, that's so... Really, that's really 1997. If, if the piano compilation was $40, you have to tell us how much this collection was. It was $25. <laughs> oh, so it was less than the piano teacher. Yeah. Uh, the, fir- the third game is called Games for Toddlers. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, this is actually way more competently made than the last two games. And surprisingly enough, it's only $10. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this maze minigame where you just walk around mazes and try to find your soccer ball. Um, there is a... If I can recall correctly, there's a Flappy Bird clone because, of course, there is. Where yeah. you are, a, for some reason, a cat with wings, <laughs> flying between trees. There is a block stacking game where you have to stop blocks and make sure that they land on the stack. It's very straightforward in the regard. And in the final game, for some reason, you're playing the Easter Bunny and you collect eggs. Huh. Oh, you collect eggs as the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Normally, the Easter Bunny puts the eggs down, but... Yep. I guess in this bizarre version, he's stealing all the eggs. Oh, oh my god, we're finally done. Uh, so the final game is Superhero Math. Uh, you fly around as a superhero boy or girl. You try to solve sums, and that allows you to move along and fly even further. Um, you have to avoid obstacles and get coins... It's really, really boring. That's it. Oh my god, I finally stopped talking about all the Scum games. <laughs> math? I mean, a game with math? That sounds Super- like the worst thing. Su- well, I don't know. I really like math games. <laughs> I hate this math. One, this, one, this one is actually really boring, though. I mean, really boring. <laughs> so yeah, I had a great time playing through all of these four great pieces of software. Wait, how much is math? Uh, that one was five ninety nine. Okay. But none of those games are worth anything at any price. <laughs> no, doesn't sound like it. I, I wonder. I wonder why the piano game has to be like forty dollars, while all these other games are like kind of at least relatively cheap. Cheap. Do they like? Are they licensed songs or something? No, they're just basically. It's, it's like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. A game, you know, songs like that. Public domain. Oh, McDonald well, had a farm. Yeah. Happy birthday. Are you, are you a piano master yet? No. <laughs> no? No. Then you should demand your money back. I know. I never paid anything for this. They gave me the codes for these games. Oh. <laughs> they just oh. randomly dropped them in my inbox to do videos on. They're like, here you go. It's like, What? Here you go. It's like okay. Why? Why would they want that exposure? I don't know, but I wanted <laughs> to. Think so that they'd want to hide it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on from these two, so I can talk for a few more minutes before we really move on to the Nintendo Direct stuff because it's been running way too long. Um, about the Street Pass games, we're, go- we're going to touch about maybe when we actually talk about the Nintendo Direct, but uh, I want to straight up talk about them now, because I've been playing them. And Wait, first, how does the 100 
me thing work? Because that's the thing I care the most about in the world. Uh, okay. I will get to that first then. Um, so, if you don't know or are aware, they made changes to the Mi Plaza and they added two things. First of all, they they added the Swift Plaza, which allows you to quickly move between games and various pieces of the of the regular plaza without going through a whole bunch of hoops, which is really really nice. Um, and it also speeds up messages. It 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 it's available to everybody, so you don't need you don't need to have Street Pass Premium to do this. Um, Wait, what is Street Pass Premium? Street Pass Premium is a paid add-on for Street Pass Plaza that adds a whole bunch of features to earn you additional uh, tickets to get some stuff from the plaza, as well as do- giving you additional features like putting me's in a special section that you like or other stuff. Oh, uh, and also like a music uh, and that, uh, like the added benefit of getting bubbles where you can really customize them. Uh, based on various games or Nintendo characters, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff there that's exclusive to Street Pass Premium, which they added with the ne- with the last update. So, Street uh, Swift Plaza is really cool, but the big thing and the big new a- the addition to Street Pass Premium is that you can queue up 100 of the characters that you meet for Street Pass, throw them in this queue section. And then, whenever you feel like it, you can go through this, that queue and start playing games with them without losing them for a second. And that's only in premium. That's only that's an added benefit to premium, yeah. Okay. Because I'm gonna because, go... because premium adds a additional uh, extra data to your Nintendo 3DS. So. Oh, okay. So like, so the various features like. The added benefit of using the the speech bubbles, the the, the custom speech bubbles, getting tickets for birthdays, um, having the VIP room is all is all based on the extra data they added to your system in that way. Um, so they are also now using that extra space as well to give you the give you the option to save characters you haven't played games with yet. Mm. Okay. Which, which is the best addition to Street Pass Premium they could have made, and they probably should have added it in the last update and not this one. Yeah, do you know how much premium costs? Four ninety nine. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. It. I think with this benefit now, I think Street Pass Premium is actually a really good value. Yeah. Like, like okay, but what about the other games? So yeah, we're gonna talk about the games now. So there are five games. I'm gonna go through o- over them like quickly. First of all is Slot Car Rivals, or Street Pass Slot Slot Racing if you're in Europe. Um, it's basically Slot Car Racing. It's one of the two games that you can get for free. You press the A button. You let it go when you f- go for corners. Uh, you can make your own little car, which is really cute, and depending on the people you meet you get upgrades for the next race you encounter uh, through boost cartridges which is a nice thing um, there are a bunch of tracks there I think they are let's see I think 20 tracks in total which is a good which is nice because it's like three dollars um, if you buy it and it's um, it's also one of those games that you can easily still play with play coins because if, even if you just spend 
two plague horns. You get you can get one rival and you can see the next track in motion, which is certainly nice. And there are various missions to go for on every track when you when you go for the races. Um, there are various ranks based on how well you do. There is a good amount of content there, um, and it's it's fun. It's really fun. The second thing, second game in the lineup is Street Pass Trader in Europe, or I think Market Crashers in North America. And yeah. and that game is all based on the stock market. And this is the second game of two that you can choose to play for free. Um, this game basically you have to buy low and sell high as as soon as you can. And the street pass characters that get in your plaza are analysts, and they these analysts will help you to decide how the your course of action will go. So they will tell you little messages like sharp, sharp fall in like a second, please wait, or uh, sharp high in like two seconds from now, immediately sell all of your stuff, and they will help you to make as much bank as possible. And the less amount of unless you have, the less accurate their their analysis will be. So you need to also rely a bit more on your skills now and again. Hmm. Um, depending on, the, on how many assets you grow, you get various gifts from companies, which will increase the chance of getting more money the next time you put stock into them. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of chance based and hoping on the luck of the draw. But I really either like it because I just like to see the numbers go up. <laughs> <laughs> It's also a game that you can play like insanely fast in a session. Like, I think a game runs you like maybe two minutes, and then you can move on to whatever you want to do next. So it's a really good pick up and play game. Cool. Yeah, these sound like games that I might want to at least try out a little bit. So yeah, they sound like they're worth some time yeah. to vote too. So now, do either the- of you guys still get street passes? Because I, I don't do- really. I do. Okay. Went 3DS a lot. I do, yeah. Sometimes if I go on the bus, I'll get a few. Okay. But I've been on the bus in a while, so. And Dom, also, do you get them when you're out, or do you just, I, like, I, I get them, your other 3DSs? I, I, I get them when I'm in the city, because um, I actually live close to University City nearby, and a lot of them are kind of nerdy, so they always have a 3DS with them. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, the final three games are are by regardless so you can't get one of them for free so I'll go for them quick first of all is a game called Mitrek or Street Pass Explorers in Europe this game um, is based on the so basically when you meet Mies it will register how many steps they've taken and these steps will translate into steps you can take in this game you basically explore a map and try to find and try to find treasure within this map, and they are all scattered at really weird locations um, across this map. So you have to really explore freely. Um, along the way, you will meet um, wild animals which you have to shoot with a sli- with a sleeping dart. You have to destroy rocks, um, move over obstacles, do little things that will keep you engaged. And hopefully at the end of the day, you will find that treasure. Um, 
it's a neat little game. The best thing about it is that your partner in this game is a, is a freaking toucan called Henry. <laughs> okay. Now, these steps, are these like how many steps this person has taken today or yeah, for the today, life of the system? T- today. Today. Okay. So if like if you go to a convention, like most of them walk a lot on the convention floor. So you will meet a lot of them that will have taken, let's say, 10,000 steps. Yeah, that's well, true. I've just I've got to go find the Pokemon Go players. Yeah, there was um, one day I walked like fifteen miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth game is Ninja Launcher or Street Pass Ninja. Europe. Uh, this game. Um, so basically, every time you Street Pass someone, they will become a helper that that will unleash a kite with a secret scroll. It will help you defeat enemies quicker. It's basically sort of a, a Angry Birds game where you line up a cannon, line up the various characters. So it's a bit more engaged that way, and I guess. Uh, you line up the characters in the shot, and then you move the shot towards the enemy. And the more scrolls you pick up, you get a combo. And how, more, how, more how effective that combo is, how stronger you get at the end of it, which is important to defeat those enemies to move on to the next stage. Once again, it's a very simple game, and it, it, you're kind of done with a round in like a minute. But uh, it's pretty straightforward in that regard, too. Um, the final game is um, Feed, Feed Me, or something? Something like that. And in Europe, it's called Street Pass Chef. This is basically um, a secret backstory behind... Um, the quest game or find me where you are a chef for the heroes and try to make them delicious food to make them stronger <laughs> oh my gosh and you try to put various ingredients together and give them what they like and depending on how well you do um, they will move a significant amount through the, ca- the castle of the first game oh, that sounds awesome wait and does it actually affect the real uh, find not- me uh, no, it's it's just a basic oh. side story where you like help the characters in that specific version of the game. Okay, and because for me it's it's not like I I played street some of the street pass games, but the one I played the most was Find Me. So this yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. So um, you make dishes for them. Um, every time you street pass somewhere, you get a new ingredient for your dishes so you will likely overshoot how many you need for that day which is bad but it also means that you can freely cook some stuff in the free cook option and see what you make and make unsure ensure that you can improve certain recipes when they come back for more uh, and you can store up to five ingredients into your fridge for the next day as well which is a nice touch mm. Now, how so, long will they keep in your fridge, do you know? They, they will be forever in your fridge, but um, outside okay. of there, they will get lost the next day. And also, the reminder, you can only keep five ingredients into your fridge. So every time you would say, are, are say at a convention and you street pass like ten people, you will you throw, <coughs> you throw away tons and tons amounts of food. Hmm. So you need to be realistic in what you want to keep and what you need, which is a really good management aspect of it. So yeah, I've been playing all of these five games and I think, yeah, they're 
all really fun in their own right, they have their strengths and weaknesses, they're all re really cheap, like, they're, without the one that you already have, they're all together, like, $8.99, so it's a really good price for them. And that can all be played with street with play coins without any single issue. So if you don't have many street passes but you have a lot of play coins or have a option or a way to get net yourself a lot of play coins, there's still fun games to play. That sounds great. I remember, I wanna try this chef game. Yeah, I'll probably pick those mm. all up. Oh yeah, one more feature I wanna talk about very quickly before we leave this is they added a secret feature to this new update. Um, if you are very behind with puzzles, and you meet somebody who has a lot of puzzle pieces already filled in, you get something that's called a bonus chance, which allows you to get up nine different pieces from that puzzle. In one single go. Wow. Hmm. Which I'm is gonna get really, really cool. Once upon a dream, I had all the puzzles, but they just kept adding more. But yeah, th this whole street puzzle update is is really fun. I really really like it. Um, there's not a single bad game in here. Uh, I think the features they added to Street Fighter Premium are really cool. I like the Swift Plaza. I like that you get extra puzzle pieces. It's all good stuff around, but I do wonder that some of this stuff should have come like a year earlier. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Unless this moves over to some new new 3DS or whatever the next system might be. It also yeah, it also indicates to me that that likely Street Pass is here to stay for the future. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see yeah, about that. I, I'm looking forward to trying these out. I haven't even opened up Street Pass uh, yet following this direct, so looking forward to opening it up and checking it out. Yeah. Yeah, also, right after the direct, I had to pull my 3DS out of the shipping box and then, like, plug it in because it was still dead from the airplane. <laughs> so, this is a yeah. reason to turn it on. Absolutely, yeah. It's all good stuff. Another reason to turn your 3DS on, we're in the Nintendo Direct that happened last Thursday. Amazing segue, amazing segue. <laughs> so, um... The way we're going to go about this is that I... First, gonna ask each of you a thing that you really want to talk about from this Nintendo Direct, and then we do this like two times, and then we're gonna talk about the rest kind of quick. So uh, we'll start with Brian. What is something that you really want to talk about from this Nintendo Direct? Mm, Poochie pups. <laughs> oh, so you want to talk? Uh, you want to talk about yes, Poochie, uh, Poochie, Poochie and, and Yoshi's Woolly Yeah, Poochie, Poochie yeah. and Yoshi's Woolly World. That's coming. To the Nintendo 3DS, which is kind of surprising to me because mm -hmm. I, while I really love that game because it did so much stuff right in terms of what the Yoshi game should be, I never expected them to bring it to 3DS with new levels and with a new amiibo and new animation shorts. Um, I could have seen a 3DS port. I didn't think they're they're gonna put so much into it. Yeah, because um, I I never played Woolly World on the Wii U, so this is like my opportunity. Like, I I guess get the bundle and play it because it I, I've heard it is a good game and yeah. So so I'm looking forward to, to giving that a go. It also looks really good on mm -hmm. uh, on 3ds. It seems. 
Yeah, it does. It, it looks really sharp, and uh, I was worried that it wouldn't look as good as the Wii U version. And obviously, it doesn't. But at the same time, it also really looks. It looks really solid. See, really colorful. Holy World so. and Super Mario Maker both made me really angry because I feel like I like just bought those games and like I haven't finished them yet, and now they want me to buy them again. So I feel like it's a little soon. Yeah, at the same time, though, the Wii U is also a dead system. Yeah, it I pretty guess. much is. I think that oh, the big game is Paper Mario, and I think that's it. But yeah, um, moving into Super Mario for Maker for 3DS. Yeah, Super Mario Maker is coming to 3DS with a lot of asterisks yeah. behind it. So, so basically, is, it, is like online like completely gone? No, not completely. So, okay. Super Mario Maker 3DS has all the tools in there to make your own level. Um, mm-hmm. Not every level from the Wii U game is compatible with this one, but you have online where you can play the 100 Mario Challenge and you can um, play levels that they recommend. But you can search, for example, by course ID, um, which is weird. The the other thing as well is that um, that you can't upload levels to online, which I think is probably a big limitation issue. But at the same time, they could yeah. probably have figured something around that. Though, um, yeah. you could still share your levels locally and collaborate together on levels, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but can you share them to a Wii U, or can you only share them to other 3DSs? I don't know. That's the weird thing. I don't know. And can you share them to people that don't have the game? Like, is there some sort of, like, download play player? Where, like, oh, you kind can of defeat, download would, my levels. That would kind of defeat the purpose of buying the game, though. Well, no, just if I want to share, like, three of my levels with you, can I give you those three yeah, levels? Yeah, but... But people, even on Wii U, still had to buy Super Mario Maker to do that, though. Yeah, but the Wii U doesn't have anything like download play. Yeah, I still think that you need to buy the game to do that, I think. Okay. Um, and you can share your levels for Street Pass, which I think is the best part of all of this. So if I make just scramble a level together on the go, I can instantly share it with people that I meet for Street Pass, which I, which I, which I think I really like. Um... So I am really excited to scramble some ideas together on the go. I'm not too happy that um, that there isn't really a way to share your levels online or do it with a sort of ca- additional caveat or limitation. Um, at the same time, I think it's a really smart idea to bring this to a 3DS because having the touchscreen always on you makes it able to make quickly make it makes it allows you to quickly quickly make you a level, which is yeah. never a bad thing, honestly. It's just that with this emphasis on local play, it kind of turns me off, because I really like the online aspect of it more. I so mean, you can still has- you can still play levels, you can, just can upload them, which is still mm-hmm. a problem, in my opinion, but hey, you can still play levels. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit weird, but I still... It's an endless Mario game for you. I don't think that necessarily that's a bad thing to have with no. you on the go. And I'm sure that you can save a whole bunch of levels locally to your 3DS, so you have something new to play while you are going about your day. Which is, again, I like that. 
Um, so, Adam, is there anything you, in particular you wanted to talk about? Yeah, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the Oasis one. Ever Oasis. Ever Oasis. I, I don't know why, but every time I see that game, I, I tune out and I fall asleep. Like, it happened at E3, it happened <laughs> in this direct, like, it looks like something that I should definitely look into, but mm. for some reason, I just kind of fall asleep at that point. Maybe I'm just always really tired, and it seems like, oh, this seems like a moment that I can fall asleep, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about the game. I know the the art seems kind of bland and kind of like the 3D Pokemon games, and like, uh, I don't know, Dragon Quest kind of has that bland 3D thing, too. Um, and I don't know. I, I have no... I don't know anything about this game, and... I was wondering if maybe you guys could fill me in or tell me if I should care. Um, I think the, I think the gameplay yeah. elements in Ever Oasis look really cool. Like it's just a bit more dungeon quality than anything else. And there's a bit yeah. of Animal Crossing in there where you build villages up and go through the oasis, fight monsters. So it's it seems like a really fairy package. So is uh, it like fa- fantasy life? No, it's more RPGs than fantasy life is. Um, so and. I do really like what they're doing with this game. I think that the characters are kind of cute, and they're coming from the same guy who made the who invented the chocobos in the Moogles at Square Enix. And there's a, a mana connection here too, isn't there? Uh, yeah, they. Some people think that mana also worked on this. I believe. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, I kind of see that. that. That's like the biggest impression I've got from this game is that there's. It kind of looks like mana in some ways. Yeah, I think I like what they what they did here, but at the same time, it's hmm. I need to see more of that game. I feel that I've yeah. not seen enough. Like the two minute segment in the Nintendo Direct was cool, and I I think it hits a lot of points that I want to have in a RPG that needs to be strong, varied, and has a, a lot of things going for it. But at the same time. I just need to see more of it. Like it, 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 it hits all the right spots for me. Like you go explore dungeons. Uh, you have a lot of weapon variation and, and skills and allies and all this cool stuff. But it's, I just need more time to see this game. I need to actually play this game. I need to explore what this game has because I have no, not really a real idea from. How this game will progress through and through. It's a game that, from what I see, looks fine, but like nothing's really grabbed me, and it, nothing's grabbed me, and, and nothing has really like stood out about the game. It's it's like, yeah, this looks all fine, but like, what's the, the thing that'll like really drive me into getting this game, and, and it's not there yet. Yeah, the only thing I've seen that's like caught my attention is they're like, oh, it has people from things that you've heard of before. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'm sure that game will turn out fine, but it's it's just uncertainty at this stage. Yeah, like, I still yeah. don't get what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, so for the thing that I want to talk about in this first round, um, I'm going to say that I want to talk about Mario Sports Superstars. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So I am a big fan of Mario sports games. Um, yeah. If you listen to the stuff that I've said over the years, it's kind of evident that I do. I didn't really like what I tried to do with Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. I think that game was incredibly bad and really bland. Um, so I was kind of excited to see what they would do with a new Mario sports game. And I feel that I kind of delivered, but also creating a few problems along the way. So, this game features golf, soccer slash football, um, baseball, tennis, and horse racing in a single package. Which seems like a good lineup to me. I think that all the sports have proven themselves to be kind of fun, especially since Mario and Sonic horse racing made, made horse racing a thing. Um, tennis and golf are known entities. Um, football slash soccer is the full 11 on 11 experience, which is cool. Uh, baseball is something that I always can get behind. So there's a solid lineup here. Uh, what I've seen, it doesn't really seem Mario themed. It all seems kind of basic themes again. But at least they have some content going for it, like the tournament modes, playing locally, online, and download. Um, having this really crisp art style. I think this could be like a package that really serves a lot of players. Um, sadly, it also creates the problem that we already had a Mario Tennis and Golf game on 3DS, which makes me feel that how you, are you gonna differentiate this from Mario Sports Superstars now? Yeah, that's the impression I kinda get from watching this trailer. I mean, the idea of playing baseball and golf and tennis and like all of the same game is like, okay, that sounds cool. But at the same time, I remember how uninteresting Mar the Mario Tennis Wii U game was, and and now it's like they're combining everything into one package, and it's like, is that necessarily a good idea, or is it just are these experiences going to be more limited than if I were to say pick up Mario Golf for the 3DS? I mean, it's. That's that's the idea I had after watching that. And Mario Golf on 3DS is an amazing game. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one thing we came for and say for sure. Um, I, again, I will say it's not a bad idea that they're doing this. In fact, I think it's really smart to have a whole bunch of games in one package because, as it shows, it gives people who see it in a store value. Um, at the same time, yeah, it creates the issue of. Again, that there are already games, certain games, separately available in different games. But um, it also seems that these options are a bit more limited in, in that regard, where they don't have a lot of modes to them, which I think is a different problem all in itself. But um, you know what? For five sports, likely a $30, $40 package, I can deal with them having less in them if they are all, all tightly knit together and the online works well. See, I never buy the Mario Sports games just because it's one sport and it's full price and I just, they seem so multiplayer focused and I don't really play Mario those kinds Mario of games tennis, with other people. Mario, Mario Tennis not so much because there's a whole lot of content that you can play there on your own. Um, there are like eight different courses to play with each 18 holes and a full single player mode um, whole bunch of challenges so it's enough there for you there 
which which I'm pretty sure will not be in Mario Sports Superstars. Yeah, but I don't think that I would play all of that. So this seems like a nice package for me, where it's just like some golf, you know, some horse racing, like just a little bit of each of them, and instead of having to spend like you know forty to sixty dollars just for golf or just for tennis. I said when I'm not going to play enough to justify that price. Again, let's that's, that's also see where I feel that the market for this thing lies. But, um... I don't know. It, it seems kind of weird for them to do it also late in the cycle with two games that already had separate releases, but we'll see how that one goes. Um... So we're going into the second round. And I think Adam is going to start us off. What do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about the Zelda amiibo. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. When they were at, yeah. at E3, when they were showing those stupid, ugly amiibo for Breath of the Wild, I was like, that is not my link. I do not want that amiibo. I mean, I'm still going to buy it. But I, those, those amiibo for Breath of the Wild look, uh, look good, though. That's cool, but that's not my link. My link is Ocarina of Time Link, and now he's getting his own amiibo, and it's going to be so beautiful. And I'm just, I'll buy any amiibo now just because I can have that one. Mm hmm. I, here's the thing I am, after seeing the, the, like, really close up shots of the, the, the Breath of the Wild Amiibo at Gamescom, I'm kind of more excited for those, honestly, especially. The Guardian one looks really cool, but these are in itself also really awesome as well. I don't really have a need for the Wind Waker amiibo, but I would still want to have them because it's basically little miniature figures of Wind Waker characters. Same goes for the Ocarina of Time Link. It's really cool. I don't necessarily don't need it, but why not have it because it looks so damn awesome. The only well, one that I don't, don't really like is the 8-bit Link. The eight pink link is eight bit link is pretty cool, um, but the tune link is just kind of like a repose. But this Ocarina of Time link, the other one, the other link amiibo we have is not Ocarina of Time. That is, we have two Twilight Princess links. We have Wolf Link, and we have the Super Smash Brothers link. Those are both from Twilight Princess. But this yeah, is sure. Ocarina of Time link, and it's like my childhood, you know, like there as an amiibo. It's like. Wow, um, but I guess I'll probably get the Toon one because it's a two pack, and that's the only way to get Toon Zelda. And I guess I need Toon Zelda. Oh no! I know. I just talked myself out of buying those. The only amiibo I'm getting is Poochie. So Poochie, I need Poochie. I need Poochie as well. Poochie. Well, I, 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 I need. I need. I need. I need. I need all. I need all the amiibo. Like. Rough the world, these Poochie. I need all the amiibo. I need all the amiibo. <laughs> Gosh, that's 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 also why I'm kind of worried that there was no Cloud, Bayonetta, or Corrin. I know. I'm surprised those aren't out yet. Yeah. What the fuck? I really need those. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Right, so weird. yeah. Well, uh, this was a 3DS focused one. So yeah, maybe we'll true. get that announcement. Um, Do you think they'll come out before Christmas? Because before it, Christmas we hey, have. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, give, give you a piece of big information dump. Smash Brothers was also on 3DS. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. No way. No, there's I no way it could it. run. <laughs> there's no way it could run on 3DS. <laughs> um, Brian, what what do you, what do you were interested in? Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else was there? I mean, Dragon Quest Seven, obviously. <laughs> uh, I I was kind of like uh, disappointed they moved Dragon Quest Eight to next year, but I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of saw it coming. And there was yeah, no I yet. saw the writing on the Ralphful that one too. Yeah. I mean, I maybe like, they maybe delayed it to fix the performance. Uh, I hope. I hope so uh, too, but it's it's. Yeah. Um... Or maybe they delayed it and they're not going to fix the performance. That's also mm. a very strong possibility. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have anything in mind, or? Um. I mean, we could talk about the Pikmin game that they showed briefly. Oh, uh, that, yeah. that, that looks pretty cool. It's it's something new in a new direction. Um, kinda disappointed. It's not like a brand new Pikmin game, but at the same time, it, the concept looked cool and. Um, I, I'd like to try this game and see how it plays out. You know, using the Pikmin to get further in the level. Um, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Chibi Robo game we got last year. Mm, Chibi Robo was a bit a fun game. Uh, people give that game a lot of uh, crap, but I think it was a really fun, interesting little platformer. This game, yeah, though, I liked seems it. More, yeah, this game seems more focused on. Moving along on the touch screen, and typing on various elements to to continue to the level, um, which is fine. It seems kind of tech demo in a, in some fashion, but I do like what they're going for here. Um, now, is this thing, the Pikmin Four that Miyamoto was talking about? I don't think it is. I definitely. I think, don't it, think is. it is. This is it. If if this game doesn't sell, they're done with Pikmin. Uh, no, I here's the thing. In, in in the way that Miyamoto talked about it, I don't think that this is the Pikmin game he was referring to. Um, right. But I, it's definitely something that they are likely have been working on for quite a while longer. Um, the interesting thing to me is that A, this is coming to 3DS, and B, it has this very simple gameplay style to it. I do like it though. It seems like right on my alley. It seems to be that the art style, it seems to hmm this sounds, this is going to sound really bad but it, this sounds to me and looks to me like this is an Arzest game. That's what I heard. Or I guess that's the rumor. And, and I don't know if that's true or not but here's the thing. The way it looks does really remind me of how like new Yoshi's New Island looks and how all of their games look which makes me super worried at the same time I don't necessarily think that Yoshi's New Island was that bad of a game so you know we'll see yeah it, it looked fine from what I saw but um, it, it also seems like at the same time this was like uh, pretty early in development they didn't show like a whole lot of it so we're probably, we'll probably see more as um, months go by Absolutely, yeah. So the thing I uh, want to talk about is um, the Amiibo, the Amiibo update for Animal Crossing. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of New Leaf. I love the Animal Crossing franchise in general. 
they are some of my favorite games of all time. And it seemed weird to me at first that a three-year-old game was getting a brand new update. And it still kind of is. It's still kind of insane in a huge way that a game that I played for already hours on end is getting a whole slew of brand new content. So much so that they announced that they will do a dedicated Nintendo Direct for it, which is awesome in its own right. But what, they, what I think is really cool is that what the update adds also is that there will be dedicated Nintendo, like, basically added amiibo cards, where you scan them in and like a mobile home will appear in your village with that specific villager, and you can talk to them, get some furniture out of it, and you can even invite them to live in your town, which, which sounds really neat to me. Um, next to that, it seems like there's more stuff in the works. In the previous update, we saw that when you scanned in the amiibo for Kelly and Marie, um, you would get special villagers as well. And I want to also want to add that all from all these new cards and from the amiibo, these are all new villagers that you will be getting in the game, which have never been in, into New Leaf. So they're actually putting effort behind it with making new dialogue, new characters, and developing like a new narrative for all of this which which that's pretty cool which is the most elaborate amiibo thing they have done so far in the history of amiibo which honestly i'm super excited for this and i'm also almost willing to play new leaf again to get up to a point where i'm ready to bring in these new characters and see how they work yeah, uh, I haven't played New Leaf. Um, just I don't even know why. I just never picked it up. But now that's twenty dollars on the eShop, I'm, I might get it. Well, are you going to get the Welcome Amiibo Edition? Okay, what, let's. Which I I didn't understand what that was. What was that well, exactly? The, the Welcome Amiibo Edition comes with an exclusive Amiibo card, hmm. and it comes with the update built in. Yeah, that's I, I'm frugal. I'm frugal, so I probably won't. But well, I don't know if we got pricing on that one. If it's twenty dollars, yeah, I'll, I'll get it's, it. It's, I mean, it's like it's likely going to be twenty dollars again. Okay. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Now my question is: They said they're coming out with an Animal Crossing mobile game or mobile thing that is supposed to work with the next Animal Crossing game. Is mm-hmm. that going to be the Welcome Amiibo Edition, or is there well, another likely, Animal Crossing game coming? Likely not. I think there's another. Um, Animal Crossing game coming. I think. I mean, why would is, they put the effort into this if there's another I, Animal Crossing I, I, game? I coming? think this is a holdover for us. Like there hasn't yeah. been like a really new slew of Animal Crossing content in a while, and I think Animal Crossing fans are kind of hungry. Well, kinda, last year we uh, got two Animal Crossing. Well, games. Th- here's the thing: they were most Animal Crossing fans were kind of disappointed if we didn't they get any, <laughs> then they didn't get anything proper, and I liked. Happy Home Designer in a lot of ways. But it also created a lot of problems in a lot of ways. And I feel that bringing new stuff to New Leaf is really clever and brings new life to that game in many ways that they haven't imagined before. Um, And I like to see see what they do with the the Animal Crossing mobile game. I think they're also going to talk about it in that mini direct. Um, But we'll see. I'm very happy that that the Animal Crossing hype is kind of alive again. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know why I skipped it. I, I played the DS version and that was fun. So I, I'm not sure why I skipped out on um, New Leaf. But honestly, it just uh, ha- honestly it just happens. We just forget playing mm-hmm. games sometimes. Sure. Yeah. So 
I mean, now's the right time to pick it up and, and give it a go. And I, I can wait until uh, they announce this new version. Is, is it supposed to be out in the fall? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I'm going to quickly glance over the other stuff they announced. So, we already talked about the Street Pass games. Uh, Pick was 3D Round 2 is out right now in North America for $30. And there's a free demo. That game is freaking awesome. Uh, play the demo to see if you like it. It's really, really cool. There's a bunch of cool amiibo unlockable puzzles in there. It's really, really fun. And also, for your interest, Adam, the puzzle of Link is based on Ocarina of Time Link. Yay! <laughs> so, so you will definitely like that. It's 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 him running on a pona when you complete yeah, the puzzle. In my mind, I was thinking like, who cares about this Picross game? Everyone at this site's always talking about Picross. Like, who cares? And then you were like, Ocarina of Time Link puzzle, and I was like, Picross what? Picross <laughs> uh, Pic- 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 3D Round Two is definitely they improved that game in a lot of crazy ways, like making it more dimensional and putting a lot more effort into how the 3D mechanics of the puzzles work, a lot more than the first game even. Um, This is a really insane game. One of the most insane puzzle games I've played in years. So if you want something that really challenges you and really does some new neat things with the genre of puzzle games, then I would definitely pick this one up regardless of if you play the demo or not, because you're gonna love it. It's it's such a cool game, um, and there are like 300 puzzles in there too. So there's a lot of stuff in there, really a lot of stuff. Um, another thing they announced was Tank Troopers, uh, which is a newly announced game where you play as various tanks, compete in various modes and play in multiplayer, download play, what have you. It seemed fine. I don't have any opinions on it either way. I kind of need to see more of that game. I don't really have a good impression of it after a one-minute trailer. Yeah, I will never play another game with a tank in it after Tank, Tank, Tank. <laughs> but Tank, Tank, Tank was the best game ever. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I got the free-to-play version, and I tried playing it with my friends, and we couldn't figure out... Uh, we couldn't have any fun with it, so I'm done with tanks. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, they showed a new Alolan form for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yes! Which the was best Al- one so far. Which is Alolan Predator, which looks awesome. <laughs> this is evil yeah, mu- he has an evil cool. mustache. He has an evil mustache. He's so beautiful. Yep. And also a Z move for freaking Snorlax. Yeah, that pulverizing pancake, which which was oh, yeah. insane. Snorlax is awake and he's angry. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. got pretty popular online. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's becoming a meme. I like memes. Which, sure. Yeah, good memes for Nintendo. Cool. They have some really good memes right now. <laughs> I mean, they, they have the freshest memes. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. They're so fresh. Um, so, um, they talked a bit more about Mario Party Star Rush, which I played at Gamescom, and I... You know, I'm really feeling this game. I have the feeling this is going to be the first good Mario Party since since Mario Party 7, because 8, 9, 10, and Island Tour were not all that good. 
I think you mean the first good one since 10, because every Mario Party is good in its own way. No. No, no. I love Mario Party, but 10 drained all of the energy from me. I uh, have if, not played a, a Mario Party game since GameCube era, so I mean... I think I've played every Mario Party game with the same people, my siblings, and we have enjoyed every single one. I, I played it with a very good group of friends, and nobody in my friends group, like, really enjoyed Mario Party 10. Um, which was disappointing to me, but at the same time, I didn't really enjoy it all that much either. So, it does say a lot. Um, See, the secret I, 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 I like, is... I like, I like, I like some elements from 8. I think 9 had some really good minigame modes, but Island Tour and 10 were kind of eh to me. Um... Well, the secret is that you can never play a map a third time. Throughout the whole series, you play a map twice, and that's it. You move on to the next game. No, no, that's 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 that's. I think that's that's terrible because I think that you need to enjoy a map as long as you like. Um, I mean, that's how I, my family and I do it. We we every once in a while we'll oh let's play a Mario Party. We'll play a couple maps, and that's it. And I don't know how many maps we've played, like, three or four times. Um, just because we have but, enough but, Mario uh, Party games. Yeah, at the same time, I, I do, like, really enjoy, like, playing a lot of Mario Party. Um, <coughs> I still play six really often from GameCube. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really feeling this one. Because Toad Scramble seems like a fun addition to the Mario Party canon. Uh, they have some really cool modes in there, which I really liked. And there's there's a good, solid seven modes. Um, there are also various amiibo coming, like a glow in the dark boo, a oh, Waluigi cool. amiibo and Daisy. Um, all of that stuff looks really neat to me. Um, I am really excited for Mario Party Cyrus, like really excited. Um, more excited than I should be for a game like this. But it's, I don't know. From all the stuff that I've seen and the stuff that I played, and I played like three rounds of Toad Scramble at Gamescom, I just think this game looks fun. I think that this is going to be a really interesting little game. Um, what else was there? Uh, Yoka, they talked a bit of Yoka Watch 2, which, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I, I like I like Watch Two more than the original. I played the Japanese one through and through. So for me, this is not really new information for me. But it's it's cool that they're still putting effort behind Yokai Watch, and Yokai Watch Two is a really charming game with a huge open world and a lot of characters and a I don't know just a really more and more engaging battle system than the first. So it's, you know, it's I I know two isn't out here yet, but I thought we would see three here. And three three will be a little while longer. They just released, so it still needs to be localized even. And I heard that three is is kind of it's still selling, but it's doing way less than one and two did in Japan. Hmm. So that's also not really a really good sign, honestly. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, because 1 and 2 did really well. Uh, isn't 3 the one where they go to America? Yeah, it is. I played a little bit of it, and it also, like, one part of it is based in America, the other base is still based in Japan. So it goes back back and forth. 
Okay. So it would be really weird how they would bring it over, though. Because how do you do that, exactly? Because you already translated the town into an American town in oh, the really? Western release. Yeah. Maybe you go to another part of America. Like, America's pretty big. That's very well possible, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, one more thing they talked about is Disney Magical World 2. Which looks like more Disney Disney Magical World, which is not a bad thing because, like the original, it has Frozen, Wayne the Pooh, Little Mermaid, and all that all that good stuff. Now, I really wanted to play the first one. I bought it for my baby sister, who I guess is like an adult, like she's married and pregnant, but she's my baby sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she is really she only plays Animal Crossing. So mm-hmm. I got her this Disney Magical World because I heard that it was like Disney Animal Crossing and I thought she'd like it. But then instead of ever playing it and telling me how it is, she lost her 3DS. And it was the special edition Animal Crossing one and I tried to buy another one but they're like $400 on eBay now. Huh. So yeah. I've always been interested in this game but I never heard anything about it. It's a really fun game. It's, it's good? Yeah, it's good. But it's... Okay. The second one, again, is just like the Yokai Watch 2 scenario. The second one is way more varied and better. Okay, so just wait for the second one? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Which comes out October 14th, I believe, which is pretty soon. Um, is there anything else? Da-da-da. Oh, yes, we have to talk about Reggie. What, what he yelled, like, where are my donuts? Or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but we don't really have the time for that, though. Uh, and let me quickly see if there's anything noteworthy that I skimmed over. Yeah, so um, there are a few things more from the Japanese lyric that I kind of want to touch on before we leave. Um, okay. I mean, the European director was not much new difference than the American one. I think also most of the dates were really similar, except that we get Pick was 2 in December, um, because they need we need a package version, apparently. So that was the only oh, big difference. So that's the only difference here. Um, Japan, though, got some a few interesting additional bits. First of all, was a mysterious game called Metopia. This is a game that's coming out in 2016, downloadable and retail. And they didn't say a single thing about it. They just said, "We're going to talk about this later." The thing is called Metopia. That's really weird. And I have no idea what Metopia is. It's gonna is it gonna be like a me RPG? Is it gonna be something else? Is it gonna be sort of a follow up to Tomodachi Life? We don't it know. It has to be. It has to be like a Tomodachi Life Mitomo like me thing, right? Maybe like a street pass. It no, this is not street pass, this is a full retail game. Right, right, but like that style, like that those are the me Maybe. games that we really know. We we know those we party, uh, we sports. Like that's it for the me's. Yeah. So I I, ho- I hope that they're gonna do something really cool with the game. Maybe a me RPG. I would really like that <gasps> though. Maybe it's the amiibo RPG, like a a big use all your amiibo, and they're each like maybe like friends or extra party characters or costumes. That would um, be. What? Let me sit, let me point this scenario. What if this is a me RPG, and if you scan an amiibo, you get to be that Nintendo character? Yeah, like they're your costume or your class or something. Yeah, 
and maybe it's an action RPG. I would really like that, but we'll see what it is because they have again, they haven't said a single thing, and it comes out this year, so they should talk about it sometime soon, I guess. Wait, it comes out this year, not next year. Yeah, it comes out this year in Japan. Well, shit. And they said they didn't say a single thing about it. That's the strangest part. When are they going to talk about it then? I don't know. Because I feel like this is the last time they're ever going to focus on the 3DS. Like, I feel well, like... I don't know that, honestly. Because what I've heard internally is that they're planning 3DS supports until some point in 2018. Right, That's and I, I believe too. that, but I don't think we'll have another focused one, you know what I mean? Like... And it's Whatever still gonna next be, will still be. Gonna be. I still think it's going to be part of a like a big, like regular direct. Yeah, it'll be in a sure. big direct, but I don't think we'll have a 3ds only direct again. No, it, it it won't be. But at the same time, I think that's it. It it still looks pretty cool. Um, what else was there? So they, surprisingly enough, despite despite this being a a. 3DS Focus Direct it did talk a bit about Paper Mario Color Splash. They showed a bit more of it. There was some really funky music in there as well. And every time I see this game, I get the feeling this will be a good game. I just oh, I know. I want to play it, this game so bad. It's, it's just a shame that not many people are talking about it or that it will not be talked about because at the end of the day, it's still a Wii U game. Which is a shame. Honestly, I think that's the biggest shame right now. And like, I can't really blame them for it, but at the same time... I mean, come on. It's it's the only big game you have left on this system for this year. You at least can say something about it. Right? No, because look at like Federation Force. I think Nintendo knows better than to push games that their fans are pushing back on. Like, I'm sure that Federation Force is going to sell just fine with, like, the under 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the people like us, like, we'll get it if we want it, and then there are people that are really mad about it, and they won't get, get it. But then, like, the kids will see it and be like, oh, it's a space shooter from Nintendo. Like, okay, yeah, I'll play that. It was reviewed well? Sure. Uh, and I think that this Paper Mario game is going to be like that, where they're not going to push it with the older crowd, which is a lot of the stuff that we see, but, like in the store, I'm, I'm sure that people will just be like, oh, new Mario game, I'll I'll get it. Yeah, so I, I think- still I still think this 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 looks really awesome and but of what I've seen during presentations that I've had, um, the dialogue is really laughing out loud funny. That's good. That gets me excited. It, it's, like, seriously funny, like Super, Super Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door type funny. Not Sticker Star really funny, good. which was kind of disappointing, but actual mm-hmm. Super Paper Mario Thousand Year Doors type funny, which is really good news to me. See, I liked Sticker Star. I was having fun with it. I just stopped playing it because, like, something else came out or something. Like, I didn't for, for, beat it, but I was finished playing it. Like, I, I didn't hate. I didn't. I didn't hate Sticker Star, but um, there was some really obtuse puzzles to. Especially towards the end, which kind of stopped me in my tracks and never let me really feel I should continue because it does not really respectful of my time. 
Oh, um, I am not scared to Google things, so I was fine. I was like, what sticker do well, I need for this boss? Well, well, for me, the thing is, I was playing it when the, this game was still getting released, though. So Sure. So for me, that was, like, the bigger issue entirely. Yeah. Um. So the next thing is that the Nintendo 2DS is getting a standalone release in Japan. Which has never been that way before because they only got the special Pokemon edition. Huh. Yeah, I know that Amazon Japan now ships to... I I know they ship to the US. I don't know where else they ship. Um, And I was thinking about getting one of those. Yeah, that's a really good way. That's a really good way to get yourself a cheap Japanese 3DS. Yeah. Cool. And there are still stuff coming out for for the 3DS, like tons of stuff. For the Japanese 3DS, so why not pick up a 2DS? Um, so they sure. so they bring out five colors: uh, lavender, pink, uh, blue, black, uh, red, red, black, and uh, see-through black. Oh, I gotta look at these. See-through black sounds cool. Yeah, yeah see-through these black, sound beautiful. See-through, see-through. Uh, the, the lavender one looks also kind of. Looks also kind of neat because it's not even the two type color; it's just completely lavender. Um, but yeah, these looks these look really cool. Uh. There, will, there, there will be eighteen or roughly eighty nine dollars. Um, so it's a good price for them. They are beautiful, yeah. and the kids in the commercial look so happy. Good for <laughs> you, Japanese kids! You finally get a two DS. Yeah, they they finally bring something over that's really meant for a younger crowd which is I think a good thing to continue to capitalize on 3DS mm-hmm. and they come yeah. out in 12 days which is really soon well they um, did that with the, the Galaxy 3DS here it mm-hmm. was just kind of like out one day but they don't do it with 5 SKUs though yeah uh, the final two things I want to talk about first of all um, I saw a bit more of Poyo Poyo Chronicle, which is a Poyo Poyo RPG, which looks insane to me, and I want to play that. Like puzzle game, a puzzle game fused with an, a really old school star, styled RPG. It looks super super fun. And Neat. then, and then the other thing was Monster Hunter Stories. Monster Hunter, right. Sto- Monster Hunter Stories is getting. Zelda crossover content. And That's cool. You are in a Link outfit. Your cat character has a Skull Kid head and you're riding on a Pona. How the hell does that get better? <laughs> that's really it, freaking cool. If it's not Monster Hunter, that's how it gets better. Oh. Oh, yeah. I love I Ooh. love Mon- I love Monster Hunter though. Now, I have so a theory you, so you, that so no actually, one... So you're actually get hurting my feelings a lot, so I'm not allowing you to go to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No, I have to finish. Okay, so I have a theory that no one at Capcom has ever held a controller before. <laughs> now you look at Resident Evil games, and you look at Mega Man Legends, you look at Monster Hunter... None of those people that made those games have, have ever held a controller. Have you played Monster Hunter Generations, though? It, it, it no, I played su- Monster Hunter solid. 3... Many times over, and Monster, I could not Monster, figure out how to play it. Monster, Monster Hunter Free is not a good controlling Monster Hunter game. It is not, no. So I gave up on the series. 
Yeah. Three, Monster, three. Hunter, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Monster Hunter uh, Generations have a really fluent style that really plays well. Well, um, I was tricked into buying Monster Hunter 3 three times, so I am done with Monster Hunter. I, I played Monster Hunter 3 once and didn't really like it. Then I played Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. It's like, they really improved this game. And then I played Monster Hunter Generations. That's by far my favorite Monster Hunter game. Because they they allow you to mount creatures like often. They have this really cool really cool element where you can flip into the air, do a do a spin attack, and run exactly on the head of the monster. It's some really crazy moves in there now, which is really, really rad. My problem with Monster Hunter 3 was that the attacks were really slow, I couldn't figure out they how were. to dodge, and it was really hard. And yeah. I couldn't figure out how to play the game, and before I knew it, I had put 50 hours into that game, and I had mm-hmm. no idea what I was doing. So I just gave up. That's that's definitely my initial experience from Monster Hunter 3 on Wii. I... I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a lot of fun. Um, I did get more fun of it when it came out to 3DS, but a lot more. I think this, like the last two months under games, though, I think do a lot more stuff to guide you how you should play the game and have a lot more fun elements to really engage you in the gameplay experience. So it, they both of both of those are both of those are really fun games. Are Monster they still, like, really slow, though? Uh, no, it depends on your weapon. Okay. I would, If you want this fast gameplay, I would go for the sword and shield combination, because that would move you around, like, really quick. Okay. I think that's in the demo, too, in the Monster Hunter Generations demo. So maybe try that. Oh, um, I didn't know there's a demo. Yeah, there's a demo, yeah. Um, But Monster Hunter Stories, though, is a more of a real RPG, like old-school RPG elements where you walk around a world and fight monsters in a in a more concise... Like turn-based? I, I, I don't think it's more action RPG-ish. So is it like arena-based? Like, do you get po- sucked into like a specific screen? Yeah, you get more to a screen. It's more arena-ish, yeah. Like a, like a Tales game, kind of? Yeah, yeah, kinda. Okay. And it's and you, and you actually are roaming around the world a lot more with with more faster because you can actually just ride monsters as your partner, which is really cool. And now the one of the partners is basically Epona from The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> which is insane. I like that. That's really really cool. But it's also it, it definitely isn't like your typical Monster Hunter game. It's really, really different from anything they've tried before. But, honestly, I think this is going to be my favorite thing they did within the Monster Hunter universe. Because the, th- the things they are planning, the things they are doing with this game, where you can just ride monsters, explore the world, have a more, more fun time, this seems like the thing that I want to play. Because I am more of the ilk of having an actual RPG. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'm not into like monster shit, the Monster Hunter series as, or at least the mainline games. But I'm wanting to give this one a try because it looks pretty cool. It's nice and colorful, and, and I mean, if I can at least get into this one, it might help me get into the other games. 
Yeah, I, f I think this game is... To me, this game is the most fun to me that Capcom has made in a while. And mm. I am super pumped for it. It actually comes out on my birthday. <laughs> so I know what I will be playing when it comes out on my birthday. So it's not out in Japan yet? No, it comes on October 8th. Okay. So, uh, in, so, no... so in about a month. Okay, so but there's no North American or um, Europe release date yet? No, no, no. It's, okay. it, it's even unsure if this comes out in Europe or North America. That's the, the yeah. thing that's scary because I think this game is really made for the RPG crowd, and I think that's why it should fit America and Europe really, really nicely. But it's it's just a, it's just a thing that's up in the air. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that will probably require a lot of translation, and you know who knows if that. If that warrants it, or if it, if it would be worth it. Yeah, I, I hope it would, but uh, it's hard to say, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, everything that I found interesting about the Japanese director as well. Um, and basically everything that was that you could cover, pretty much. But more I importantly, Reggie never found his donuts. And that just, no. it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, get new ones. Yeah, it's no just closure. Get new ones. But those were his donuts. And his new Nintendo 3DS XL with the 2017 games. Which, oh my gosh. I love just all of their PR speak as they were going through it. It was never like, oh, where's my DS? Where's my 3DS? It was always, where's my new Nintendo 3DS XL? Because that is trust its me, full name. Trust me, I've seen worse corporate buzzwords and other stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. It was beautiful. Because that's what I call it, you know. Where's my new Nintendo 3DS XL? <laughs> you know, I got off the flight. I can't find my new Nintendo 3DS XL. Better call Southwest. Tell them that I lost my new Nintendo 3DS XL. <laughs> call my dad. Hey, I'm uh, waiting for a package. It's a new Nintendo 3DS XL. <laughs> okay, guys. We're going to wrap this up here. I want to thank Adam. Oh, you're welcome. Also, thank you for taking care of the show while everyone was traveling and moving and not having internet. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun job. I really really like it. Um, we also thank Brian. Yeah, welcome. I'm always glad to be here and say whatever's on my mind. Awesome. I want to thank you all for listening once again. It doesn't matter where you live or what time it is right now. I appreciate you. Love what you are doing here. Um, if you like the podcast, uh, please consider subscribing or maybe leave a nice review on iTunes or do all of that good stuff. And for the rest, goodbye. Later. Bye.